This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good It's All back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show, keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal information every single day at 8am, having some good discussions and debates around the topics in which we are certainly going to be doing that today and you in the chat box are going to be becoming a really key figure in that. I'm going to want to hear from you on this Wilshire situation, we're going to get to that towards the end of the video so make sure you stick around to have your thoughts and feelings heard on that because it is a very intriguing and divisive topic which i've noticed some pretty wild opinions some very measured ones as well uh so i'm very interested to get this on i, I may even consider doing a phone-in show a little bit later on um today maybe around 5 p.m uk time so uh, stay tuned uh, and we may be getting people on to talk about that because it's it's such a divisive topic and I, I really want to hear the mindset of where I'm at compared to kind of the other side. So I'm interested to hear people's thoughts on that. So we'll, we'll go through all of that. Uh, thank you ever so much for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate all of you making this your morning routine. Thank you ever so much. Salim says, good morning all. First times I've joined live. Thank you ever so much. Salim, for joining us here. And Mr. Ginger Guna says, wow, I'm here live. Long-time viewer. Thanks, mate, for tuning in as always. Please do, if you haven't already, drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. You can also help support the channel by becoming a member. Link to do that is in the description. Uh, you can then join our Discord server and the community that we've built in that Discord server. There's Nearly, I think, 200 people in there uh, talking Arsenal 24-7. Uh, the same way in which we talk about Arsenal on the channel. Respectfully, looking at people's views differently and uh, and just having a nice chat. It's formed plenty of friendships in there over the last year, I think, we've been doing this now. So please, if you haven't already, come and join us in the chat. Good morning, guys. Good morning from Barbados, Julian. Living the dream out there. Let's crack on then. Um 
we somehow amazingly and thank you to everyone that has done already we are already over 400 subscribers on the arsenal way uh, 433 in fact now link is in the description this is the brand new channel that is starting up with my my new job working with reach and working closely with football.london we'll be getting some amazing content launching at the end of this week and we've set people a challenge to become part of our first thousand do not miss out on being one of our first thousand subscribers. And of course, once you have subscribed, you need to make sure that you do click that little bell notification because then that will tell you when you'll be getting your content from the channel. There'll be daily content. There'll be news shows. There'll be some really good guests uh, coming on the show as well. Uh, people that you will certainly recognize. Some really different content. Like, obviously, if you're, this isn't like you subscribing to TGT. This is a different style of, of show. We're going to have... Uh, kind of in real life stuff. We're going to be interviewing fans in real life, talking to people around the Emirates. We're going to be doing some football fun videos. There's some, some really cool stuff that's coming forward from this going forward as well. There's going to be proper podcast studios as well. It's going to be an exciting time. Um, and so if you have subscribed already, like so many of you already, remember your number. Remember what subscriber number you were. You can add it to your old Twitter bio saying, the Arsenal way, subscriber number, 400 and whatever. If you're in the first thousand, respect. And uh, if you're not, thank you for the support as well and making it as what special it can be. So thank you so much. Link is in the description for that if you haven't subbed already. So let's move on to the news. And we start off with following Balogun's brother, Royce, has been speaking about Arteta and the system and one of the reasons as to why he feels that Balogun has not yet succeeded in the first team. He obviously has only had a few chances. But he says, when you look at the striker problem in terms of chances created, it's not just following. It was there when Martinelli was playing, there when Aubameyang was playing. The system doesn't work. You can't blame one player for that. It's more the actual systematic thing, which, you know, I think he's got a point in the sense that we struggle to create chances. But you look at the Norwich game. 30 shots, 30 shots. So you have to then hold your hands up and be like, well, something must have changed because we are now creating plenty of chances. And we'll have another opportunity against Burnley to see if we've also got another 30 chance-ish game in ourselves and we can really impose ourselves on the opposition and see with these new players coming into the team like Ben White, the returning Gabriel, Tommy Asu, Partey coming back too, Lukonga really maturing in this side. If we can obviously become a side that is dominant again in the team, then that's going to be fantastic. Oh, some amazing support in the chat box. Thank you so much, guys. Absolute legends. Um, let's move on then to our next story as we talk about Burned Leno. Now, Arsenal are supposedly, according to reports, willing to let him leave for around £20 million in the upcoming windows with Inter Milan, obviously a well-known suitor for Burned Leno. Uh, we know that Aaron Ramsdale looks to be Arsenal's future number one. Leno doesn't seem too pleased with that and isn't even seemingly willing to fight for that place back and would rather move on. And, you know, I've got respect for that. If you don't want to fight for your place, I would rather that you move on um, because I want players in the team that are going to fight for it. But we don't know this for a fact. This is purely speculative. And the fact right now is that there is interest from Inter and there is reported acceptance from Arsenal of a fee around £20 million would be enough to send Burnt Leno away, which I'm fine with. £20 million quid for Burnt Leno. I mean, reinvest that in a different position, bring in Sarah Fraser Forster on a free transfer in the summer as a backup to Ramsdale. I think that works fine for us 
going forwards. I think that's a really good kind of dynamic. And you can invest that 20 million in a top class forward, which we will need to do in the summer. And when, actually, when you think about where Arsenal do need to invest, centre midfield, I look at with Granite Xhaka, I would prefer to see him gone now. Granite Xhaka sold the striker situation, those two areas next summer. Spend big. Go big on two players that are going to transform this team in the 2022-23 season. And getting 20-odd million quid in the in the goalkeeping position in whilst you can just reinvest that in a backup for a minimal fee, I think works. Look, Leno's a, a very decent goalkeeper, but ultimately his distribution is limited. It's restricted. It's not what Arteta wants, whereas Ramsdale's is. And I think that's the deciding factor. Now, Bakaya Saka, according to Fabrizio Romano, is garnering plenty of interest and quite rightly too. He is an amazing footballer. But Arsenal are considered to think of him as what they describe as untouchable. Uh, Saka, of course, has come through the Hayland Academy, come straight into the Premier League team, England international, under a long-term contract that he signed in 2022 until 2024 or five. I think that the likelihood of Arsenal selling Saka is far-fetched. I saw a few people on social media claiming that they would let him go for like a hundred odd million plus to then reinvest that in other positions. Like, I don't know what all these positions would be, to be honest. Like, if you think about it, we spent 150 million pounds this summer. So you think, and that was without European football, next summer, when we're able to move on, the likes of Leno, Kalasnach, Conchetti has gone, Lacazette will go, getting money off the wage bill, we would have had some more time without having to pay the likes of Ozil, Mustafi and Socrates. So that's our wage bill is definitely reduced in comparison to our revenue. We're going to have a, a lot of money to spend before even considering selling Bakaya Saka next summer, you would think. So why on earth do we need to sell Saka to reinvest in other areas? Why not keep Saka and just invest still and improve the squad further? If we want to get to our targets, selling players like Bakaya Saka is not how we're going to get there. It's just simply not how we're going to get there. It's not a Coutinho situation or a Suarez situation at Liverpool because I look at this team and I look at it and I go, we've got the foundations of a really strong team with a very high ceiling. The amount of youth that's in it with the amount of players that we, you know, still need to add those key experience figures. And I would like to see that happen in a striking role. That's why I wouldn't sign an Alexander Rizak. I wouldn't sign like a young, a really young striker, a 20, 21-year-old striker. I'd be looking to sign a mid-20s, a mid to late 20s key striker. I mean, you look at the difference that Romelu Lukaku makes to Chelsea. You look at the difference that Ronaldo is Ronaldo makes to Manchester United. But like a key striking phenomenon that we need in that role once Lacazette moves on and as Aubameyang reaches the end of his time with the club. Like, no, don't sell Saka, add to Saka. That's how we get back to where we need to be. Selling our best players, how we got where we are now. Now, we need to talk about the elephant in the room, the Jack Wilshere conundrum, the, <laughs> the, the situation in which we find ourselves uh, faced with is controversial and it is certainly splitting the minds of plenty of us. And we are here this morning to have a good debate and discussion. I imagine that we're going to continue talking about this with the guys, my colleagues over at Football London and Reach on the Arsenal Way stream this morning as well. But I thought what I'd do is obviously I've, I've put a few tweets out. I wrote an article about this, which you can uh, read my thoughts in, in the description. But I fall on the side of I wouldn't sign him. And the key word now is sign him because the, the rumours are of him returning to Arsenal to train, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with him returning to train. I just want to say that now. 
that's not what I'm in discussion and in debates about. It's the idea of giving Wilshire uh, a, a contract. I think like immediately, you should point out, like if he's going to train for six months and then be given a contract to be registered in January, he must have proven himself over this six months. You'd hope or they give him a contract. But to give him a contract almost immediately to play in these six months between now and Christmas, I think would be a mistake. We're going to go through some of the key reasons. Um, reasons for the Wilshire or the, for the Wilshire <laughs> reasons against Wilshire. For me, reasons for Wilshire, it's only trading for now. That's fine. The impact on the dressing room, I can understand that point of view in regards to kind of, you know, the, the leadership that he may bring, the experience that he's got, the fact that he's an Arsenal man. Um, the squad at the moment does lack balance. Like we don't have enough experienced figureheads in the team. Um, and he is an experienced player at 29, I think he is now. So that would add maybe a little bit of balance in terms of age to the squad. Depth to the midfield, of course, for the short term, Aziz has gone out on loan. We have El Nenny, we have Maitland-Niles, we have Partey, we have Xhaka. We've we've sold Joe Willock. Like four players in the centre mid, I don't think is enough. I don't think that's enough uh, players in the middle, to be honest. I think we made an error in midfield not bringing in another centre midfielder. It wouldn't be Wilshire for me. It would have been a quality player. Um, El Nenny and Partey going off to the African Cup of Nations adds that kind of security, that cover during that period. It's a fair point. A pay-as-you-play contract wouldn't necessarily cause us any financial commitment, um, but whether or not that's actually something that would take place, I don't know. I don't know if he would agree to a pay-as-you-play contract because the likelihood of him getting regular game time at Arsenal isn't exactly high, so he'd barely be played and barely be paid. So would he ever agree to a pay-as-you-play contract? And the nostalgia, like, obviously, I don't get the same feels as, say, when Thierry Henry came back. Um, but the nostalgia is is obviously there. He's an Arsenal man. We know that. But anyway, the reasons why I am against Wilshire is that there is a question of quality. Why didn't Bournemouth keep him if he is this good? Because I can't imagine that his wage demands are going to be massive if we're talking about pay-as-you-play deals. Let's be real. So why didn't Bournemouth, who are now a championship side after failing to win their playoff games against, I think it was Brentford. Why didn't Bournemouth keep him? Why didn't they keep hold of him? Surely a player that's good enough to be in the Arsenal squad is good enough to be in the Bournemouth squad at least. Like Not even the starting eleven, but the squads at least. Why didn't Bournemouth? And for that matter, why haven't anyone else? Now, I've watched the interview with David Ornstein. I understand the stigma around the injuries, and I get that may have... An impact. In fact, I'm sure it does have an impact on how. But Bournemouth had him there. It's not like a perception from the outside. Bournemouth have not had him just once. They've had him twice. He's been there two times. He was on loan from Arsenal and then he signed for them on a short-term contract uh, last season. Surely they would know about his fitness situation and they wouldn't have that stigma because they've assessed him. He's been in training and all of that stuff. The Edu contradiction for me is one of the big things. Like Edu talks about wanting to build a team that's all about blending youth and key quality, world-class experience. Wilshire doesn't fall into either of those two categories. Now, Edu has already, in my opinion, contradicted himself with the Granite Xhaka renewal in that sense, because I don't look at Granite Xhaka as a world-class experienced player. He falls in that middle ground of decent, like not even a middle ground, he's just an okay 
He's just a little bit more than okay of a centre midfielder. So that, you know, that certainly kind of contradicts their doing itself. But to contradict it further, I think, by bringing in Wilshire for me, doesn't make too much sense. The progression, it doesn't take us forwards. And I always, I always look at kind of a signing and go, does that take us forwards? And I'm not sure that this does. The Tommy Asu deal, I think, took us forwards in the right-back role. Ben White took us forwards with what we had available. And I'm not counting Saliba in this because Arteta just does not want to use this kid. Ben White was an improvement on holding on Marie. It was an improvement on Chambers. It's an improvement, period, I think, on our defensive line. Lukonga looks a great signing. And I think most of us would all say that we play him over Granite Xhaka. And in that case, he's progressing our central midfield. We look at Erdogan. He improved us when he came in in January of last season. His performances, his influence on the team helped in turning us into one of the best form sides in the league during those six months. He takes us forward. I did an article on Erdogan, which I'll talk to you about in a second. Um, and then I'm sure I'm missing someone. Uh, Nuno Tavares. Well, he's better than Kalasnac. He progresses our back up to Tierney, which if you're going to progress the left-back area, it's going to be difficult with someone like Kieran Tierney there. But Jack Wilshere doesn't take us forwards. Ramsdale, too, takes us forwards. Looks to be a better player than, than Leno right now. So I just, I just don't think it's right to take him now. I think taking him now would be a huge mistake. I see people suggesting we should give him a six-month contract right this moment. When is he going to play? Why would he play? Like, if you're going to sign him, I, I, it makes more sense to sign him in January if you've got um, if you've got kind of players like El Nenny and Partey going off the African Cup of Nation, I can get a little bit of sense from that, but not now, not like right in this moment. He's not going to play. He doesn't get into our team. He doesn't get into the starting eleven. He might not even get on the bench. Does he get in over Ainsley Maitland-Niles? I'm not sure he does. So I'm not sure that he gets in the squad, let alone the starting eleven at the moment. Um, Patino and Aziz being blocked. I know Aziz is currently on loan, um, but you couldn't, you never know. You could bring him back in January. Aziz does have a recall clause in his contract. Charlie Patino looks an incredible talent, and I want to see him given a few opportunities this season with the senior side. Wimbledon's a great example of one of those games where Patino can play. And when he does play, I want to see him play alongside one of our senior starters. I want to see him play next to Partey against a Wimbledon. I want to see him play next to a Lokonga. I want to see him play next to one of our key central midfielders to get that key experience. Um, the fitness side of things, obviously, I've just talked about the stigma. I don't know the status of his, his fitness, but I feel like being out of first-team football for as long as he has been and on and off for the last 24 months or so, he has to prove that fitness in training over a significant period of time. And that's why I wouldn't, again, give him a contract before January, because if he's going to play, if he's going to train with the team, he's going to have to prove that fitness over a few months and prove he can stay fit over a few months. I think people are, are really kind of not looking at it objectively and are looking at kind of their animosity towards players like a Maitland-Niles, like an El Nenny. I mean, I had a discussion uh, with someone. I mean, I'll credit their name. Uh, Farhan this morning, um, who said that he's he'd be a better option than Thomas Partey. Um, uh, the, the, the words were, No way, he's not better than all of those central midfield options. Yes, that includes Partey and Lukonga. Like, this is for me, like, I respect your opinion, but I just can't get my head around the stigma behind the dislike towards some of our players to the point where. 
people consider Jack Wilshere a better option than Thomas Partey. Like, I don't understand. I can't get my head around it. I'd love for someone to explain to me why that that's the case. And look, even Lukonga. Like, Lukonga has been arguably our best player so far this season. Why is he getting in the team ahead of Lukonga? I just can't get my head around that. And is it best for him? Like, as I've said before, I love Jack Wilshere for what he did at the team. I loved when he was coming through at the sides and I thought he was going to be a generational talent that was so unlucky with injuries. And I want nothing but success for Jack Wilshere. This isn't personal. This isn't anything against Jack Wilshere personally. I want him to go and succeed. And I don't think that's going to happen at Arsenal at 29 when you need games week in, week out. I think Wilshere needs a team where he's going to be assured week in, week out football. Sure, I get the theory behind his words saying that you want to train with top-class players. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a journalist. I don't know what it's like to train with world-class players and the impact it's going to have. But from the outside perspective, what I feel like I can have an opinion on, and I feel like it's not rocket science for me to suggest that surely you being in a side where you can get into the first team and playing week in, week out is more beneficial than being in a side where you can't get ahead of a Maitland-Niles or an El Nenny, which I don't think is ridiculous to suggest that you wouldn't. When you, when Bournemouth chose not to sign Wilshire to a permanent contract, so all of that, and I've tried to find, I've tried to provide balance to the argument, not just me coming at it from a biased point of view. I've tried to provide the balance of both sides. I just can't have my, I just can't see the other sides to change my mind on this one. Now, this is what I said. I said I wanted your thoughts. I wanted your theory, theories. I wanted your uh, kind of opinions on him. Simply require, require, reply in the chat box, yes or no, hyphen, your explanation as to your reason. Yes, I want to sign Jack Wilshere because. Tell me why. No, I don't think we should sign Jack Wilshere because. Tell me your reason. That's the key thing about the show. It's the key thing about this. It's not about throwing in words and statements. It's about you explaining why you would like to see Jack Wilshere back at Arsenal or why you don't think you would like to see him back at Arsenal. Joel says, yes, Jack Wilshere is better than Xhaka and Elneny, period. He will play for the badge and not two for opposition players when we need composure and experience. Now, Joel... To break down your point, I disagree with you. How a player that not that is Bournemouth aren't choosing to sign is better than El Nenny, who you know has played a fair few games for Arsenal and the Egyptian national side, and Granit Xhaka, who was re-signed to an Arsenal contract, and that Roma under Jose Mourinho wanted to sign him quite desperately from the manager's perspective. I don't know how a Wilshire who doesn't get into the Bournemouth team is better than those two. I understand that you may not rate Xhaka and Elneny. Look, I'm in your court, mate. I agree with you. I don't particularly at this moment in time rate either of those two players. But it's not just because I don't rate those two, Jack Wilshire must be better than them because that's just not true. Tell me what you've seen in his games at Bournemouth that make him better than Xhaka or better than Elneny. I don't know what from those performances. I personally am going to have to go and watch a lot of Wilshire's play, but I can get a lot from the fact that Bournemouth didn't keep him to suggest that he wasn't good enough for that Bournemouth side, otherwise they would have kept him. Um, I get the side that playing for the badge, 
two foot opposition. I'm pretty sure one of the last games I remember Wilshire being involved in was an under 23s match and he got sent off. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he got sent off in an under 23s match. I can't remember what it was for. I think it was for like an altercation rather than a two footed challenge. But, you know, he's not exactly perfect in regards to that area. So I wouldn't, you know, keep it in that sense. And says, no, we're not Jack Wilshire FC. We're Arsenal. And I'm sorry, this does not improve our options for our future. I'd rather have Patino in the first team. Jason says, no, he's too injury prone. And I don't think he will provide anything better than we already have. I don't, the injury prone thing's an interesting word. I think muscular injuries that players suffer from are more to associate injury prone. I think that Wilshire has ultimately had an issue with dealing with big impact challenges. I think he got one from Gabriel in training. He got one against Manchester United. Those impact injuries, the same thing like I talk about with Tarek Lamptey. Like, I don't look at Tarek Lamptey as an injury-prone player as of yet. He's had one big injury that he's still recovering from. We all should have had a couple. But we don't know the state of his fitness right now. Um, but I agree with you that I don't think he provides any better than already that we've got. Neil says, yes, because he's better than El Nenny. Again, I don't know that he is better than El Nenny. I, I, there's no evidence to suggest that he is. Like at this present moment, we're not talking about the Jack Wilshere that was playing for England. We're not talking about the Jack Wilshere that was in the Arsenal side five, six, however many years ago. This is Jack Wilshere without a club that couldn't get into Bournemouth. That's the Wilshere we're talking about. How, I don't know if he is better than El Nenny. I don't know if he does get into the team more than El Nenny. The evidence suggests that he wouldn't. So I, that's what I, I don't get. That's That's what I can't get my head around. Uh, Philip says, yes, why not offer him about five to 10K a week with a bonus uh, if you if you can string some of your, you know, uh, if you kind of, a bonus, I suppose, for for appearances. But why not why not give opportunities that you're going to give to Wilshere to Charlie Patino? That's what I don't get is like, why not? In the games that Wilshere would play, why not give those games to Patino? Why not give him first team experience? Because he's good enough. You speak to anyone in that who really genuinely knows the youth football, he deserves more opportunities. He deserves to take that next step. Why would we give any minutes to Wilshire as a huge risk when we can give those minutes to, to Charlie Patino? That's a, that's a question I'd love an answer to. If you're one of the people that would like to see Wilshire back at the club, tell me a reason why any of the minutes that you are giving to Wilshire are more deserving than minutes to give to Charlie Patino with the first team. Tell me. Alan says, Tom, do you think that we can use Wilshire like Man United use Matter? It's a completely different scenario. Like Matter's, Matter's a Premier League quality player. Matter is a solid, solid option for Man United. He's, I think he's 33 now. So he's four years older than, than Wilshire. So it's a different scenario in that sense. But Matter's, I rate Matter very highly. He's got those leadership qualities, but I think he's got the, the footballing quality as well still. I think he's a fine option for Man United. I don't think that's the same for Wilshire. Uh, OG says, no, he doesn't have the fitness nor the quality. If he did, he would have been signed by a championship team at the very best. So 100% hell no. John says, not yet. Only after a training for a while to see if he's approaching anything resembling a usable option for us. No rose-coloured glasses on this. Let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Adam says, Tom, you are basing your reasoning on the fact he wasn't kept by Bournemouth. I am, yes. There was a new manager who decided to go in another direction, so it doesn't mean that he couldn't get into the team. I mean, it kind of does, because if you're good enough, you play. If you're good enough for a team, you get in the team. 
It's as simple as that for me. It, it, a change of manager being there throughout that season, he can choose to go in a different direction. But if you're good enough, you play. Especially if you're good enough to be good enough for Arsenal, you play for Bournemouth in the Championship. I don't think that's an unreasonable suggestion to say that if you're meant to be good enough for Arsenal, you should be good enough to play in the Championship for Bournemouth under whatever coach, in my opinion. Um, H3 says, what is my Patino assumption based on exactly? Watching him. I mean, you can access clips on Wisecout of watching Charlie Patino. I've watched back all of his games from this season. He's, he's, for me, ironically, has got a lot of those Wilshire qualities in his game. I mean, we do a monthly report on the youth team and we've got one coming up very soon where I talk to Kev from Next Generation Arsenal at Scouting Indoors who watches every youth game in depth and we are going to be covering him. And yeah, that's H3. That's what the, it's not an assumption. It's the knowledge of watching him, which you can access if you have the right equipment, which I do. Stephen says, yes, one reason uh, <laughs> he hates Tottenham, enough said. Play him against them and add the fire of the old uh, to beat them. And yes, I'm being ferocious. In reality, I think he could be a youth team coach. Fair enough, Stephen. Um, Caleb Oga says, uh, no, you can't play for the badge while you are on an operating table. Uh, why are we are giving? Why are we giving El Nene a hard time? Low paid, can sit on the bench the whole season and don't complain. This is abuse on the. Go- I, do, I do think El Nene gets a hell of a lot of stick that he doesn't necessarily deserve. I don't particularly. I don't think he's someone who should be starting for Arsenal. But for a guy that's just happy to sit on the bench and come off and be kind of the cover or come off the bench and just add a little bit of security. Bearing in mind, this is El Nene that Old Trafford alongside Partey bossed it. Those him and, and Partey went to Old Trafford. And those two specifically got us our first win since 2006 in the league there. So, I mean, he deserves a bit more respect than people give him. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't be playing Wilshire over over an El Nenny right now. I genuinely wouldn't. I think he deserves a bit more respect than people are giving him. He's not a starter for Arsenal, El Nenny. He's far from a starter for Arsenal. But I wouldn't be playing Wilshire over El Nenny right now. Um Benkatesh says, no, it would be awkward if he's training regularly, but a 17-year-old playing ahead of him. I don't think Arteta would give a chance, even if in small cup games, his reputation on the line uh, with the word project. Uh, Olu says, no, we kept injury-prone players for years. The RB Welbeck Wilshire, who struggled with injuries, even after leaving Arsenal, why bring him back? Um, HV, I think the Saliba thing is, is more to do with a personal thing of Arteta than his actual quality. I rate Saliba very highly. Uh, Manu says, yes, yes, yes. He knows he isn't going to land a top club at his age with the uncertainty of what he's still got. Take him to train with us for the rest of the year and evaluate after a six-month trial. Answer says, yes, I want Jack Wilshere is better than El Nenny technically. We do not know what went down at Bournemouth. I mean, we can't just assume things, though, Answer. Like, we can't just say we, we don't know what happened at Bournemouth. Like, we can. We can watch the games, the 14 games that he played in the Championship for Bournemouth. 14 games is plenty of chances to stake your claim, to give yourself an opportunity. So I think it's not about we don't know what went down. It's like, that's like you could apply that to any player. I didn't want Hussein Mawar and someone could turn around and go, well, you didn't know what went down at Lyon. It's not an argument. It's not It's not something that you can use as a, as a stick to kind of lean your, your argument on. Because to say that you don't know what went down there is, it just doesn't work you could apply that to any player as an argument against or for signing them. So I'm not sure that's enough to suggest that that's a reason why we should, you know, gamble a six-month or however long contract on him. 
Um, C says, Patino and Aziz need to play 40 senior games on loan, then get an opportunity. Wilshire is on play as you play. I mean, Saka didn't go out on loan. Why, why, why does every player need to have 40 senior games on loan? Because Saka didn't. I don't remember Cesc Fabregas needing 40 games out on loan. It's just, it's not a need. It's a suggestion. It's a benefit. Like if you can get players to go out on loan, great. Like Aziz getting that season uh, is is fantastic. Um, but Patino, like if he's good enough, play him. If he's good enough, give him a couple of opportunities in the first team. He doesn't, you don't need these loans. Like as, as I've said, Saka didn't need a loan. So why, why do we need to give other people a loan? Um, Adam says, for anything, this will give the fans a big lift. Might not be the same player. We feel he can offer something in the locker room more than anything. I mean, what? What? I don't know what the lift is, though. I, I don't know what the lift is. If he comes off the bench, he's going to get a big cheer. But what if he's not good enough? You might get a big cheer if he comes off the bench. But then if he doesn't play very well because he's out of match fitness and he's not having an impact on the game, I don't think that's going to have a big lift. What if we comes on and we lose a match because we've taken a risk and it's proven not to be good enough? I don't think that's going to give a lift to the to the crowd. To be honest, <laughs> the complete opposite effect. It's just too big of a risk for me. It's I just don't I I, I just don't I'm not on board with it. <laughs> I'm just not on board with it. Um, John says sign Seth, sign Podolsky, sign Kim Kalstrom, bring the whole <laughs> gang back. Seriously though, we need to refresh this team. That is why I see him Ramster. Look, I love. I love Aaron Ramsey. Like I, I really, I, I consider Aaron Ramsey one of the few. I think between him and Santi Cazorla, the only kind of two modern era legends that there are. Ram, some people don't consider Ramsey a legend. That's fine. That's your opinion. I think the legendary status is opinion based. He won us two FA Cups during our hardest period as a club, so that's why I do. But I wouldn't bring him back, even if it was for ten grand a week. I wouldn't bring Ramsey back. Arsenal need to move on. It's nothing to do with his massive wages. It's to do with the refresh. It's to do with the progression. It's to do with turning this team into something different. It's turning this team from what it was, which was a regressing team with players like Ramsey and Wilshere part of that regression into a side that is going to get back into Europe. That's what Arsenal needs to be. Completely different. Getting rid of the, the old and bringing in the new. Like It's not about going back to what we once had. I want something utterly and entirely different to take us forwards because the players that were involved in that regression were part of that regression. So I want to bring in the new and see us bring through new youth as well as part of that progression. Going back does not make sense, which is why my opinion on the Jacker contract is that that was wrong. I tried to justify it at the time, but in the, in the long-term reflection, it just didn't make sense. Daniel, we've talked about this. We've caveated this. We're purely talking about this if this was become a permanent situation. I've said at the start of the video, if it's just training and he never signs, I'm fine with that. That's fine. I have no issues with him training. That's no problem. If he signs a deal with the club, I just don't think that's right. If he wants to come in and train like Beckham did, like Perez did, like Henri did, that's fine. It's just, oh, honestly, I hate comments like that. It's really irritating. See you later. Um, school daddy, schoolboy says, it's all about giving time to train with us and see what he has got. If he can prove himself and can help in short terms, then they should give it a go because midfield is light right now. 
pay as you play. Seb says, is it possible Erdogan convinced Haaland to come here? <laughs> Not sure, mate. Jonathan says, I slightly disagree with you about Fabregas's example. He had world-class seniors then in a different Arsenal, but we also don't know of another club uh, is the right club to develop Patino. Exactly. You don't know if he's going to get minutes. You don't know if you have the right players around him to really develop that talent that's there. Game Boy says, would you let him train? And if he performs well in training, would you be all right to see him sign? Look, I mean, I, I don't know how I'm ever going to see him in training. I'm never going to be able to see the training, am I? And look, this club has made some odd decisions. We re-signed Granite Xhaka. So just because we give Wilshere a contract after six months of training, it's not justification. It's not enough to convince me that, oh, we're signing him to a contract, so it means he must have performed really well in training because we re-signed Granite Xhaka. So it's not like I can bank my assurances on this club making the right choices because I don't have that assurance that it's going to make the right choices. So it's not it's not about it being all right to sign him after a six-month training period because it doesn't mean anything because the club make mistakes. I just wouldn't do it. I'd rather see us bring through a Patino. I'd rather see Patino given the chance. I'm still waiting for someone to give me the answer to that question. Why does Wilshire deserve any of the minutes that Patino deserves? I'm, I'm no one's yet explained that to me. If you have got an answer for that, please throw it in the chat box. Any minutes that Wilshire gets, if he was to sign, why do, are they more deserving to Wilshire than they are to Patino? That's what I want an answer to. Uh, GGTV says, no, 29-year-old injury-prone Jack Wilshere is not good enough for Arsenal in 2021. Forget about nostalgia. We deserve better calibre players right now. Build for the future. Jacobus says, I think he is here to train and Arsenal didn't want to make it seem that a product of Arsenal was given a place, not given a place to train at his home. Uh, to mentor Patino. Well, we've got Thomas Partey. Like, what kind of... What we've got one of the best central midfielders in the world in Thomas Partey. Why do we need to bring in another and why do we need to sign him up? Put him in training with him, just add him to training if you want him to be a mentor or pay him as a mentor. Don't give him a playing contract, that's not a good enough response. We've got plenty of we've got Partey that can mentor him. We don't need Wilshire to do that. Um, Adam says, Tom Bournemouth are going into a larger team rebuild, so the fact he wasn't kept doesn't mean he's not good enough. I think he's a good depth option and positive influence. Well, why has no one else signed him, Adam? Why has no one else signed him? Um, because he's better than Patino. How, why? Why is he better than Patino? Because what I'm seeing in the youth team, what I'm seeing from this 17-year-old kid is more than I saw when I watched Bournemouth. More than what I've seen. And I'll be very honest. I've seen the highlights of our Bournemouth play when Wilshire was to do the research for my article. And it wasn't anything that I haven't seen from Patino in the games that we've watched Patino this season, in the in the, uh, in the the clips I'm going through pretty much every time he plays on Scout, because quite frankly, it's an obsession that Arsenal have quite rightly got with this kid without trying to overhype him too much. So that's the thing. Neil says, Tom, why Charlie deserves minutes when Aziz didn't get it? Um, well, Aziz is on loan, Neil. So Aziz can't get those minutes. If Aziz was here, I'd agree with you. Give those minutes to Aziz. Aziz is further up in his development, but he's not here. So it doesn't really work. Jay says, no, Jack doesn't deserve minutes here. Absolutely not. Even at the last, uh, as last five minutes up, Patino can learn from the experience uh, being with the match day squads. Uh, he's not a coach. He's not even got his coaching badges yet. <laughs> so I can't. you can't give him a coaching role. He needs to get his badges. I'd rather see Santa Gazzola get his coaching badges, to be honest, 
and come back. That that I think would be better. Like certainly Kazula finish his career, um, get his coaching badges, bring him back. I'd rather see that than than Jack Wilshere. Jack Wilshere's twenty nine. He's still got a career. I don't want to see him coaching. I want to see him playing somewhere. Um, Duck Rice says Patino carries the ball really well and doesn't lose the ball from what I've seen. Um, Avi says Wilshere is a Hayland graduate. He will be able to help the likes of Sacker, Mill Smith, Rowe, Patino, and Will as Wilshere. Why can't Partey do that? Why can't the players in the team do that? Why can't Saka and Smith-Rowe are now part of the senior side? Saka and Smith-Rowe are two of our best players. Do they need mentoring? Do they, do they need a mentor? Because we all should, Saka's an England international. He's, an, he's a full England international that played in the European final. Why does he need a mentor? He's good enough. He's better. If, you, if you're Saka and you're a 20-year-old kid that's an England international... Arsenal bring back a player that, with the greatest of respect, hasn't been able to get a team in the championship, hasn't been able to get a contract somewhere to mentor you. I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure that's beneficial. I'm not sure what that would have. What can Wilshere teach to Saka? I don't know. I don't know what he could teach him. That's, I think that's a fair question. What is it that, that Jack could mentor Bukayo Saka? I don't know what there is that he could mentor him. What could he teach Bakaya Saka? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Neil, why doesn't Gabriel get minutes? Gabby get minutes? Saka, Pepe, Smith Rowe. That's probably why. Uh, Venkatesh says, Tom, even Arteta is well-recognized mentor uh, when he was at Manchester City and decent former midfielder. And everyone talks about Arteta as captain. Would Jack be better mentor than Arteta? It's a good point. Why would Wilshere do anything more than Arteta? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, OG says, Arsenal fans are just too sentimental. Uh, this is the same as Omri and CR7. Uh, the treble Ballon d'Or left the EPL with hunger for more success elsewhere and is now back uh, more accomplished. I mean, look, Ronaldo coming back to United, you can't criticise United for that move. Look, it's Ronaldo. He scored three goals in two games. But it's Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo is chalk and cheese. Like It's completely different. So I can't get on board with that one, I'm afraid. Uh, Nakul says, that's a really good point, Tom. Saka is better than Wilshere now. Wilshere needs help. And if Arsenal can offer it to him in the form of training, I like that. Nothing more. And that's what I've said from the start. I'm not against Wilshere coming to train. I'm not. I'm not against that at all. I don't mind him coming back to train. But it's the idea of so many fans suggesting we should be giving him a contract. I just can't get on board with. I just can't get my head around that. I, it's just I just find it crazy. Um, anyway, we're going to wrap things up very shortly. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, there's an article up on football.london that I wrote yesterday. Link to is in the description, talking about Martin Erdogan's kind of pressing and how he fits uh, Mikel Arteta's system. Uh, and how he basically fits it so much more than Mesut Ozil did and why Mesut Ozil was uh, cast out and why Odegaard was brought in. And it goes into a lot of the Scout analytics as to why Odegaard is being chosen that has been signed by uh, Mesut, uh, Mesut Ozil, by Mikel Arteta. So please, if you haven't already, go give that a read. It's quite interesting. Uh, and then lastly, if you haven't already, uh, subscribe to The Arsenal Way. Uh, link to that is in the description. As I said before, uh, the channel is launching officially towards the end of this week. Lots of exciting stuff going down. There's going to be phone-in shows. There's going to be real-life stuff, interviews with fans, uh, reactions, studio live podcasts, 
Um, some amazing guests coming on, previews with journalists of opposition teams, loads of amazing content, daily news shows with people that you recognize. Uh, the team that we, we built there is an amazing one. Uh, people that I'm sure you are very much aware of on social media and that you follow and that you've respected the opinions of for many, many years. Um, so check it out. Uh, link is in the description. Become part of our first thousand subscribers. We are already, let me just do a quick refresh on the Arsenal way. We are already at our 474. Help us get to 500. Help us to get to our first thousand subscribers. We haven't even got any content yet. It's coming out at the start of this, end of this week is the first bit of content we'll be dropping. Can't wait to show you what we're going to get working on. It's going to be some really good stuff. Be part of it. Be part of the first Arsenal way 1000. You won't want to miss it. Turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. Of course, if you enjoyed today's show over on TGT, don't worry for those wondering, nothing's happening to TGT. This is extra. This is something to do with my work. Nothing to do with the Guna Talk. Very separate. But please do go and check it out. But subscribe to the TGT. As always, like today's video if you've enjoyed it and enjoyed the discussion. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.